While watching sports, you've heard your uncle say the classic, I could have thrown that ball better than him. You've probably said it a few times yourself. Well, for Lucas Bryant and Andy Kelb, it's a commonly said phrase while watching the vast world of sports. Except, we look at athletes' worst moments and say, I could have done that and at a much cheaper price than what the team is currently paying them. The I Could Have Done That podcast is all about educating teams from every sport that there is a cheaper and more viable option when it comes to getting the job not even close to done. Episode 7 of the I Could Have Done That podcast. We're back. Luke Bryant. I don't have a cool nickname, but my co-host Andy Kelb does. Everyone calls him Brother Smoke Dog. And by everybody, he means two people. (laughs) I need a cool nickname, so if any fans out there... We have fan mail. We're going to address again, back-to-back weeks. We're heating up. Uh, we are. If people want to give uh, me a cool nickname like Brother Smoke Dog over there, that'd be great because we were talking about how I need a nickname, and I don't have one. I was trying to make one, but you can't give it to yourself. Someone else has to give it to you. You have to earn it. You do. And we uh, we always watch a sporting event uh, recently during our podcast, and right now we have the 2008 Royal Rumble on YouTube on the full match. Madison Square Garden. That's all I know. Who's this dude? I don't know, but right now it's three people are in. Shawn Michaels and Undertaker <laughs> just took him down. And they teaming up on the third guy. I don't know who this guy is, uh, but oh, wow, he's out. I th- Okay, could you have done that? He was in there for what? I could have got kicked in the face and then left, yeah. And have the Undertaker throw you over the ropes? I could have. What was that? Probably 10 seconds, 15 seconds he was on? About about nothing too more. Well, too we more. found something we could have done while watching sports. <laughs> Speaking of sports, that's what this whole podcast is about. Uh, Andy, you want to talk about the Timberwolves real quick or the Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils first? Uh, there's nothing to talk about with the Wolves, so we can go Devils. Oh, there is new new. There is big news though about. Oh well, frick. Which one? You want to do my favorite team, the Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils? Sure. Okay. So last time on the podcast, I said they're going to play three games last uh, this past week before we record our next one. Since we're recording this on Tuesday, February or March second, uh, they actually played a game yesterday. So they played four, and guess wow. what? They are now two and twenty. They wow. lo- they lost the three games like I predicted they would, or they would win them all. I said it was either one or the other. They lost to Texas Southern on Tuesday, February twenty third, eighty two to forty five. Not very good. But they're very consistent on allowing 82 points because they lost the next game against uh, Prairie View on Thursday, February 25th, 82-62. to 62. Then they lost to Jackson State on Saturday, 68-54. to 54, But they beat your team, Gambling, a.k.a. Grambling State, 67-63 <laughs> to 63 last night. Wow, what a nail-biter. All I know is they have one more game, which is this Friday against A.R. Pine Bluff. Don't know what that is. Probably Arkansas Pine Bluff. And if they win, they're going into their conference tournament with a two-game win. They're playing their best basketball heading <laughs> into the, the tournament. Right time. Exactly. So I'm rooting for them. If they win their conference tournament, I am buying that little college banner thing. Like I said, I was showing you right beforehand. I'm calling it. I'm going to get it at some point anyways. But now let's move on. We're talking basketball to the Timberwolves. All you Minnesota fans out there, the Timberwolves have now become the number one team in the category. By how much they suck. <laughs> the uh, on losing on Sunday, the Timberwolves are now the all-time percentage winners or leaders in losing. 
The Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> used to be the worst franchise in all. Oh, in all four sports. In all four sports. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Like they're obviously their uh, whole lifespan. The Buccaneers were the worst. Tom Brady comes back, comes to Tampa and kind of changed that narrative. But they still have a 39 or it's a point three nine three two one percentage for Tampa Bay. The Timberwolves are now point three nine three oh seven. So we're just historically bad. We're historically the worst team ever, franchise ever, in all four major sports. I guess the only time we were good is with KG and Wally Zerbiak. And Stefan Marbury. Starberry. Starberry. And the uh, Timberwolves have, let's see, in their th- entire 32-year history, they've won two playoff series. They m- made the postseason just nine times, seven of which came consecutive between 1997 and 2004, losing in the first round six straight times before finally advancing and losing to the Western Conference fi- in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, yeah, they ain't very good. So we now lead in that category, so got to touch on them. This is, uh, I forgot to mention, I am wearing my Carmelo Anthony, I don't even know what year this was, all-star jersey. It's episode number seven. He wore number seven. This guy just got decked by The Undertaker. I don't know who this is, but they're making quick work. Him and Shawn Michaels are just kind of taking people out left and right. Let's move on now to, we have uh, two more uh, things of fan mail. Andrew Sandstrom, an old high school classmate sent us a message on Instagram. He loves the podcast. He also said if this, if the song glory days by Bruce Springsteen was a podcast, it would be this one. He mentioned that, uh, he doesn't need to attend the 10 year high school reunion because of us just tune into this podcast. There you go. go. (laughs) He loves the podcast. And, uh, he doesn't, he didn't seem very confident on you, uh, stopping all those goals. Like you said, you would be able to never uh, underestimate me. (laughs) Like you said last last week, but that's just uh, bless you. Was that a bless or a sneeze or a cough? I think it was a cough. Okay, I, I don't remember. That was five seconds ago. Okay, but he loves the podcast. He said, uh, "Good luck with your and hopefully the podcast is a success." So we're there hoping so too. Yeah, <laughs> kind of where we started. The other uh, fan mail we got was actually a voice message left by w- the one and only. Marcus Leach. Marcus Leach is going to have to text Joel and tell him how to do it since yeah. Joel supposedly Joel supposedly was able to do it and then failed. There are now four people in the in the ring on this Royal Rumble. You blink and next thing you know, this thing just gets more and more intense. Uh, so we're going to actually listen to the voice message right now and then we will talk about it afterwards. First of all, I just want to give a huge shout out to Luke and Brother Smoke Dog for starting the I Could Have Done That podcast and giving me a shout out so early i would you know i would be honored to be the first video on your website but i'm kind of thinking i agree with macy why has the freakish athlete not made an appearance yet just think of what that would do to your website if that was the first video that that's a guaranteed 10 million views right there minimum but like i said I would be honored if I'm the first video. I was surprised I even made it a few seconds. That, that's that's big news. But thanks again for the shout-out. And I can't wait to see those freakish athlete skills on the video when you get that up and running. Thank you, Marcus, for that voice message. Did we ever get his consent to do that? 
Well, he sent it into the podcast. Okay. Yes. Okay. He also gave consent on the video. He said That's he'd be true. very honored to be the first video. But like Macy Kelly said, and Marcus Leach is he thinks why or he's wondering why the freakish athlete has not made an appearance yet. We're not big enough yet. Not big enough. And once we get video, that will be. I agree. It, our first video has to be either Marcus Leach riding a mechanical bull, or did you hear that out there? Yeah. It sounded like somebody got chasing his dog. Oh, <laughs> like, and uh, it's either going to be Marcus Leach riding the mechanical bull or the freakish athlete. Freakish three, three videos to choose from because he's so freakish. Whoever the freakish oh, athlete is. Yeah, whoever yeah, the freakish, whoever the freakish athlete is. Um, well, I think whoever the freakish athlete is will be a series. We'll create new moments. Oh, we'll, very we'll, we'll also have to use. The old ones, once his identity is revealed, it's it's kind of a secret identity. We can't reveal the no, freakish. You don't have his consent or no. her or her. You, yeah, you don't have their consent to do that. Nope. And uh, that's what we have for fan mail. You got any more? Uh, did you receive any fan mail on your end? I did not. Again, I, I do have an. I do have my own Instagram. Actually, Marcus did text me, but just to just to make sure that we had gotten the video message or audio message. Yep. I got it on the on the email. Uh, Joel Newman, it does work. I think it's just uh, your side. Um, just error on his side. That's fair. Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about the, our, our company email since I don't have the <laughs> password to that. <laughs> do you want it? What would you do with it? Check our two emails we ever get. <laughs> Whatever. Um I can tell you the password. It actually revolves around our favorite team and apartment number. But we're not, not gonna on s- the air, though. We don't not want on the air. air. Not okay. on the air. All righty. So we're going to move on to rapid questions. All right. We're back with rapid questions. Rapid questions is basically we hop in a time machine. I didn't look up a movie time machine. Do you have one on the top of your head? We've used Skynet, the... Not the Mandalorian, but the, the DeLorean. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the Quantum Realm and the Hot Tub Time Machine. I don't know. I don't have one for this week. Just, we invent a time machine? Yeah, we made one. We made one? Yeah. Okay. We're going to hop in a time machine with our current uh, physical state. and Which go back. is not good after the last lockdown. No, it has not been very good. Uh, but we're going to go back in time to these events and say we could have or couldn't have done that. And it's basically going to be, we're going to just say we could have or couldn't have done that. And we're not going to go dive in it too much, like later on in the podcast. We have a lot. There's a lot of things that happened. And I kind of held back on a few. Uh, on March 2nd, dating back to where our first one's going to be, in 1853, Tom Oliver aboard Peter Simple wins his third GN steeplechase and the stallion second at the 15th grand national he week the horse became the oldest horse to win the event at 15 so we're going to say we're not the horse but the okay the jockey could you or couldn't have done that no i hate riding horses they hurt your man parts too much i've never ridden horse i'm gonna say i couldn't have done that <laughs> all right second rapid question in 1890 norwegians you're gonna i know what you're gonna say right away but just hear me out okay in 1890 norwegian speed skater Oscar Fredrickson sets the inaugural 5,000 meter world record of nine minutes, 19 seconds, and eight tenths of a second in Stockholm, Sweden. 
I find it funny that it's the inaugural world record. So at the inaugural, the first ever event, he sets the world record. Yeah. It's like, okay, he won. Wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't that be the world record? So, Andy, you hop in the time machine. Go back to 1890 to speed skating in Norway or in Sweden. The Norwegian speed skater, Oscar Fredriksson, nine minutes, 19 seconds, and eight tenths of a second. Could you have done that? Uh, no, because I couldn't have even gotten to the starting gate. <laughs> Same. I'm going to say I couldn't have done that. Now, we're going to go. This one's impressive. In 1932, Australian golf trick shot artist Joe Kirkwood posts an incredible, little bias on the article, but we're going to keep going, posts an incredible 83 using only his putter over 18 holes at the Bel Air at Bel Air, Florida. His round included six pars and one birdie. Andy, you go back to 1932. Could you have done that? I'm going to say no contest on this one. I can't give a good answer because I've never tried to drive with my putter, so I can't give good analysis. Have you ever shot an 83 in your life using a driver, irons? On the front nine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say I couldn't have done that just because I think in 1932, the putters were probably weaker. They were probably wood. Probably. (laughs) And, uh, oh, that guy is, he's holding on to the ropes in the 2008 Royal Rumble. We're still watching, by the way. So yeah, that's that's impressive. Um, I don't know how he did that, but it is very impressive. I don't even know if I can get eighty three on the front five. <laughs> but all right, we're moving on. I think both of us could have done this, but obviously, I'll let you speak for yourself. In nineteen sixty two, Philadelphia center Wilt Chamberlain scores one hundred points, most ever in an NBA game, during a one hundred sixty nine to one forty seven win over the New York Knicks. He shot thirty six of sixty three from the field and twenty eight of thirty two from free throws. Andy, you go back to 1962. Could you have done that? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. Well, I guess we couldn't have done that. I think the three-pointer would have been invented. I don't think, no? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, he wasn't shooting threes. No. Uh, I'm going to say I couldn't have done that, no doubt. Um, even though I th- said I think we could have, you know, probably what? Put up 96 each, maybe? Yeah, not triple digits, though. No, that's not not triple. Yeah. yeah. That's, a hard, that's, that's a hard feat to get to. It is. So... He shot pretty well from free throw, I got to admit. 28 of 32. All right, and the last one. In 1992, American swimmer Anita Hall breaks the 200-meter breaststroke world record twice in one day at the U.S. Swimming Championships in Indianapolis. Her final time, her the final, uh, I, the final time, not like her overall, I can't tell you. I'm stumbling on my words. But she won in the finals with a time of 2 minutes, 25 seconds, and 35, or 35th of a second. Andy, could you have done that? Well, so did she break the record twice? Like she broke it, then somebody else broke it, and then she broke it again? Or did she just have two I mean, times I, that were? I, I don't know if someone else broke it, but she broke it twice. So she broke her own record <laughs> oh, twice she broke at one point. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, well, either way, she would have broken her own record at Correct. one point. You I just know? Did, yeah, I didn't know if, okay, doesn't matter. Potato, tomato. <laughs> As Jake Peralta from Brooklyn Nine Nine would say, yeah. Uh, but no, I don't even know how to breaststroke, so I could not. Uh, I don't either, and I don't even know if I could post that time, doing it in like fifty meters. I don't know if I could run and get that time. <laughs> in two hundred meters? I don't know. Two hundred meters ain't that far for running. It was more just a. Never mind. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> this would have been a great if we had a video. We could have gone to the pool. And we try could have. It, could have tried it out. 
Probably would have been five minutes each, but that's all we have for rapid questions. Quite a few, the most we've ever had, but it was rapid. It was fast. It was very rapid. And we took the time machine. We're back to 2021, March 2nd, and we're going to move on to the I Could Have Done That. The I Could Have Done That. That's what the podcast is named. (laughs) (laughs) This is what the whole thing's all about. Uh, So we're going to pick three things that happened within... Uh, the last week is normally what I say, but my third one, I'm going to have to cheat a little bit and move back just even a little bit longer. I quit this podcast if you're going to break rules like that. All right. You can just <laughs> keep watching the Royal Rumble because we have a new entry in five, four, three, two, one. Who's it going to be? These guys are going at it. There's like six people in the ring. doesn't matter. We'll tell you who it is. All right. So Cody Rhodes. Is it? Wow. He came in there fast. Okay. The first event, I came up with this one. Well, other people played, and then I were just picking on them. Spring training is back. That's dumb. It's I March. Know. And this one was played in February, technically. It would have been on Sunday. So yeah. it was February 28th. That's way well, too early for baseball. Uh, spring training is back, and we're going to look at the Marlins 6-1 to win over the Astros. We're going to look at the Astros starting pitcher who was Brandon Bielek. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He's actually a relief pitcher, but he pitched two innings. He gave up four hits for four runs and two of those hits were home runs. And he posted an 18.00 ERA. (laughs) Not as bad. Fun side note. I didn't pick on this guy. And then you're going to hear his stat line first. And I think we both could have said we couldn't have done that. But maybe you you did play baseball. I didn't uh, in high school. Brian Gonzalez for the Rockies went two and a third, two and a third innings. He allowed six hits for six runs. Three of them were earned. He struck out two people and he posted a 40.50 ERA. That's crazy. But we're going to focus on Brandon Bielek. Once again, two innings, gave up four hits. Four runs. He didn't walk anybody. He didn't strike out anybody. Two of those hits were home runs. All runs were earned, and he posted an 18.00 ERA. So, Andy, could you have done that? I think I could have done that and then some. I don't think limiting me to just an 18 ERA, I could I could do better than that, so I could have done that. You're going to say you could have uh, had a better ERA than he no, did after like two No, better innings. in terms of higher. Oh, well. Lower is better. Yeah, no, I know. So you're saying you could have... Oh, okay. So I you're could have done 18, and I could have done him one better in terms of being worse. Being worse, you're saying? Yes. So you're saying you could have gone two innings and allowed four hits for more than four runs? Yes. I'm going <laughs> to ask, though, can you tie his but do better? Not better in your standard, but better in baseball, helping your team. Who are we playing? The Miami Marlins. No, I'd get too frustrated. <laughs> I, I I would have asked to get taken out before I got that high. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, I'm gonna say I couldn't have done that. Couldn't have done better. I pitched. I would. I would say this though. I do think I could get a strikeout. Now, hear me out. The guys would see how slow I pitch, and they'd just be sitting back, ready to tee off. But they would never be used to someone pitching that slow. It's like the Ephus. What's that? It's like the ultimate changeup, but they just lob it in there. Yeah, that's what I would do. 
and I think I could get one guy that's just like trying to tee off, you know. Um, I would definitely allow more than four hits. I would hope my fielders would help me out, you know. You would hope so. Because if I if two of them are home runs, the fielders can't really do much about that. But I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm just gonna say I couldn't have done that. But I do think I could have gotten one strikeout just because, like I said, I would have thrown it so slow that they would have like swung and you know when they swing for the fences and they land on their knee or something guy would have struck out that, that way that is a bold take but i don't <laughs> dude know. comes in off the street and strikes <laughs> somebody out i don't know if i could not walk somebody though cuz after that guy strikes out they would all just sit there waiting for the right pitch and then i'd probably throw like three balls in a row and then probably tear a rotator cuff before you even made it out of the Second inning, too. That's true. But I do think I'm saying I could have struck somebody out. I'm going to say it. Just one. When I don't we know. Get famous, we'll bring uh, we'll bring an MLB player in and we'll see if. I'll have to pitch this. Uh, what do they call that when they um, simulate they a pitch, a simulated game whenever they when they're rehabbing like a pitcher? Will, oh, yeah. You know, I don't know if they actually face batters and stuff. But they keep rolling on this Royal Rumble. The 16th entry. Who is it? The Miz. Oh, that's how you knew. They had the name up yeah. there. Oh. Man, he came in there fast, too. He's just going to town on this guy. Uh, so, yeah. Andy says he could have done better in terms of higher ERA. I'm saying uh, I would have sucked more, but I would have gotten one more strikeout than this guy. Again, very Probably. bold take. Pro- <laughs> We'll see what's more likely, me striking out an MLB player or you stopping five goals or less in soccer. All right, Andy. You have the second I could have done that moment of the week. Do I? Just kidding. (laughs) Dude's a jokester today. (laughs) Inside joke. All right. So last night in the college basketball world, Miami, Florida, not Miami, Ohio. Still don't. That never makes sense to me. But yes, Miami, Florida played Virginia in men's college basketball. Virginia Vir- won. Virginia said? Virginia. Okay. Virginia won. I believe it was like 62 to 51 or something. But that's not important for this take. So Virginia had a guy by the name of Chase Coleman. He was subbed into the game with 27 seconds left. <laughs> so I'm guessing at this point in time, the game was over. They're kind of putting the... Not to call him a scrub, but, you know, putting the bench warmers in the game. Because what did you say the score was? It was, it was, it was 60, 62 to like 53 or 51. Okay. So pretty hard to score that many points probably to. Correct. You, you'd think. That, that's what I'm, again, didn't watch the game. Just saw, saw the stats. Okay. So Chase Coleman for Virginia for the winning team or the team that was in the lead gets subbed in with 27 seconds left, which was his only playing time for the game. He managed to go one for one for two points in those 27 seconds. Before I ask your take, the coach for Virginia needs to think a little bit about this. Dude's averaging two points a minute. <laughs> That's 80 points a game. Like, give the dude some more playing time. Yeah, no kidding. He's your sleeper. You're going to win the title with him. But anyway... That's my jab at the coach. Dude's going to average 80 points on pace to score 80. That's his season average? Two points? Or are you saying... I'm just, just saying he scored two off. points in 30 seconds. So technically... He's averaging two 160, points. but if you just take a minute, he's <laughs> yeah. averaging 80. So, I mean, come on. Not, not uh, getting the chance to showcase his full potential. But anyway, if you are Chase Coleman and you're going in the game with 27 seconds left, 
you can only shoot once, could you have scored the two points? And granted, Virginia did have the ball, so you are guaranteed a shot if you shoot it. Could I have scored the two? The two, but you only get you only got one shot and you got 27 seconds left. I'm going to one-up them and say I could have scored three. A three-pointer, huh? I'm, I'm, going, I'm going for Bang. three points because if you uh, are averaging, what'd you say? It was two points over 30 seconds. Now, college basketball, the shot clock is, I believe, 30 seconds. So Correct. probably two points a minute on average. They, they do waste a lot of that shot clock time. But if I can average three points a minute, that game is just done. You're looking at 120 points a game. Uh, I want to say I'm, I'm popping a three. But again, you ha- it has to go in. You can't mm. get an offensive rebound. So it has to be a good-looking shot. Well, I'd be I'd pull up right away. They I would be like I would move I would drive to the basket so fast that they would think that I'm driving, and then I would stop on a dime, pop the three. That'd be that'd be my logic going into the shot. Now, hmm, I gotta make it. Now a three is harder to make than a two, but I don't need some dude swatting the ball at at me. So. I'm gonna. I'm just because I could have done that. Why not? You know, All let's right. prove it. I'm gonna shoot a three though. All right. How about you? That's ballsy. Oh, I easily could have done that. And he, here's my reasoning. Okay, so if you're Miami, you basically lost the game. You're a bench warmer. You only got 27 seconds left. You're not gonna prove anything to anybody or your coach. Like, hey, more playing time. So I think the Miami defense is gonna be pretty lackadaisical. So I think I'm just gonna go in. Be like, hey, I'm gonna try to get mine, get my two points, and I'm gonna do it. I'm just driving the lane. You're driving. Driving, I'm dunking. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're dunking on top of all of this. I am, yep. Again, we'll never know if I can until we get the live vid going. That was great. Did you see this guy? Watch it. Look at his face. He can't even hit him. He's hitting him, but he won't even move him. It's an old grandpa. But yeah, I could I could have done that as well. I think 27 seconds, one shot, one opportunity to seize everything I've ever wanted. I could do it. Eminem right there. That is. Yeah, I think... Uh, like I said, I'm going to pop a three because why not? Coach, because the game has just moved to a three-point game. So if I hit a three, maybe Coach really does think, man, hit that three, kind of contested, this guy should play more. That's what I'm thinking. You're but t- think of it like this, though. So obviously, we were talking if there's no pressure, but let's say you have 20 seconds, 27 seconds left. You got to hit one shot, and if you miss it, you never get to play again. So there's just oh, add, yeah. added sh- pressure. I'm shooting just the added three. Pressure. I'm shooting the three. Even with the pressure, you're still confident. Well, if I'm only playing less than a minute a game, what the risk to reward ratio is really not that That's big. That's true. You got to go you for know? it there. Yeah. So I'm just gonna go for it and hit the three, and and then uh, by the time next year, hope I would assume I'm a junior. So by the time that's next year, senior year, hopefully the arenas are packed again. Um. You know, making that three with all the fans, they're going to go nuts when the bench warmer hits the three. Oh, yeah. So I'm. it's more kind of look to the future for me, too, at, at like those it. moments, you know. And you kind of talk about going back real quick, the beginning when you said Miami of Florida, not Miami of Ohio, and how you didn't really understand. You said, I'll never understand that. I still love IUPUI. I know I've told <laughs> you this before. It's a college yep. called... Indiana University, Purdue University, Indiana. Could they not just come up with a better name? That is a mouthful. 
Indiana University, Purdue University, Indiana. It's way <laughs> easier to say IUPUI. But that's just me. It's kind of like the Miami, Florida, Miami, Ohio thing. I'm sure there's other schools out there. Is it time for the third I could have done that? It is. You're going to like this one, I think. I hope. Don't tell me what to do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to cheat a little bit, and I had to go back to Monday of February 22nd. So not too much, just two days before we released our last podcast. So two, just one week ago yesterday? Yeah. No, that ain't bad. No, that's not bad. I uh, I was looking at some things, like I could have done that moment. So I was going around the sports, and I did see that score. I do remember seeing the Miami and Virginia. Virginia score, and I was going to look at it because it was such a low-scoring game, but I didn't. Um, Then I just finally searched interesting college sports you didn't know existed, and I found one. Squash. Hey. We're going to talk a little squash here. So Who can eat one the fastest? That's exactly what this is. (laughs) Okay. On Monday, February 22nd, Babson College beat Clark University 8-1 to one in squash. So that means it's kind of like tennis terms. There were nine separate matches, singles matches, and they won eight out of the nine. So if you, if you follow that. So Babson really kind of just took it to them. I think when I looked, Clark University won the top singles match, and it went like they play up to 11, and that one went, I believe it's best out of – five for sets. I think it went five sets and you had to win by two and a lot of the scores were like 17-15 so guys just going at it. Mm-hmm. We're going to focus on, let's see, which one was it? The eighth singles match. So it's kind of basically the eighth, each team's eighth best player. We're going to focus on that. Babson actually considers their players and does not showcase their names. Well, I don't know. It just said a bunch of guys that were quote unquote not rostered played. Wow, that's fishy. <laughs> yeah, they beat Clark. I am 12. Yeah, and Clark. So it's we're gonna focus on the eighth match, which was Babson's not rostered versus Clark's Charlie Rennert. The not rostered one, eleven two, eleven zero, eleven two. That 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 that's, that's fishy. A, I'm just saying that's fishy. That's who, fishy. who is this guy? Yeah. So we're gonna focus on being Charlie Rennert. He only scored four points by while also losing 33 points. He lost, he technically only, what? He lost 33 of the 37 points played. Not a, not very good. That's Timberwolves numbers for statistics. No, that's bad. So we're going to ask you, Andy. Clark University is just tired of Charlie Rennert playing, losing like that. They sub you in three sets against not rostered Babson University, or Babson College. Do you think you could have scored more than four? You got to score five. So you can't just score four. You got to score more than four. You know what? Looking at this, I didn't really know what squash was, but apparently it's basically the same to racquetball. It is. Yep. Except Very similar. It says the important difference is uh, the ceiling is out of bounds in squash, but racquetball is in bounds. Okay. So my ceiling. strategy, would I, I, play, I played a little racquetball back in the day. Can I ask who your competition was? Drew Hawksford and his dad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but his dad did play in the adult pickup league, so he wasn't a scrub. Yep. But I think I, I do think I could have done that. I think I got decent reflexes. I think I could, you know, I'm just not even gonna get into it too much, but I just think I could. I could have done that. 
Because only five points out of what thirty-seven. Well, he won. He won four out of thirty-seven. So I guess you'd be looking at five out of thirty-eight. Oh yeah, I I could have done that. See, this is this is where I'm really gonna have to test you here. I I'm gonna say I couldn't have done that. And there are side note: this 2008 Royal Rumble, there's gotta be ten dudes in that ring. That's insane. The Undertaker's still going after going in first. I'm gonna say I couldn't have done that, and here's why: I played racquetball. Could have or couldn't have. Couldn't have. Okay. No chance. And here's why: I even played tennis, and uh, my uncle, uh, Mr. Bob Riggleman. Um, one time at a family Christmas event was telling me how he played in a adult racquetball league. And I was like, Oh, come on. You know, I can take him down. I'm in, I'm in high school. So I was like, I, Bob, we should play. I says, all right, what are you doing on Tuesday or something? It was like during our winter break. So we, uh, went to the local YMCA to play. I even had the racquetball set up, the safety glasses. Those are very important to wear actually. They that. are. And, you know, I just thought, I really thought it was like, I'm, it's an endurance thing. I played tennis. We're hitting it back and forth off this wall. We played up to 21, and I bet you I scored, I might have scored three or four points. Really? And it was because of his mistakes. <laughs> he, sir, I believe, I, I can't remember the exact rules of racquetball, but I thought, I think it's you, you serve until you lose. I really do. I, I can't confirm nor deny. I cannot either. And um, he, you know, when I thought about racquetball, I thought you just hit it off the wall, but it is very much hit it as low as you can. Oh, yeah. I bet you he didn't hit that ball on all the points he won more than six inches about off the ground. I couldn't do nothing. And these guys are college athletes. It would be very tough for me to win. It's definitely four. like kind of like uh kind of like golf in terms of the older you get the wiser you get oh yeah and then he, just it's all technique i was sweating he didn't sweat he didn't move okay the whole time it was all technique where it's just like yeah i want to say i couldn't have done that i would really like to test you on if you could have done i i just think i'm i'm it's great you're you got your uh confidence but i just i just don't know that the way they hit that ball out how low they hit it it is just tough to yeah, to yeah. stop that. I'm not naive in terms of that. I know that it's a very it's tough, but I just I like to think highly of myself and I think I could get true. five points. Again, that's hang on. Let me just get calculator out. I'm not good with quick math on top of my head. I am. Just ask me. Five divided by thirty eight. Twenty five percent. Thirteen. It was quick. You didn't say, I didn't say <laughs> it had to be true. good. It was I quick math. I love those videos. So you're <laughs> just telling me that I have to win 13% of the points. That's pretty much one every 10th point I have to win. I think I could do that slash. And you're hoping for a mistake kind of too? I, on, say, on I, could, I could legitimately win one or I could quote unquote force him to make a mistake. So I think I could do five of that, five of those. Yeah, I don't. I uh, played racquetball once, got absolutely slaughtered. And uh, competitively, that was the only time I played it. But I would, I'd every now and then just play and just smoke the ball against the wall and see how, when I was younger, see how cool it was with yeah. uh, Josh Tolleson and I used to play a lot of racquetball, just smoke it. <laughs> well, uh, interesting though, squash, it's rally scoring. So if the guy screws up a serve, it's your point. But racquetball, you only score if you're serving. Yeah, that's what, I remember that. So you, I think racquetball, you serve until you lose. I don't point. know that. I just know that you have to be serving to 
but squash rally scoring. So even if you're not, uh, serving, oh, that changes score. it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Sorry, in, it says in the most common scoring system for squash. We're gonna, we're going to assume that. Yes. I thank you. Know. Thank you for the little sports uh, history background on that. You're I didn't. Welcome. I didn't look it up. I was just appalled by how Babson College can get away with not rostering anybody and still winning. They might pay off the players and just do fake scores. I don't know. But any other squash? Yeah. So uh, to serve, squash players must stand in a specific box in the court and yep. serve to the opposite corner. So very tennis-esque. But in racquetball, you can stand anywhere in the marked service zone and hit the ball against any part of the front wall. So racquetball sounds like you have a little more uh, say in where you serve it. Okay. And racquetball players must bounce the ball once against the floor before serving, while squash squash players do not have to bounce the ball before serving. This changes things. Hmm. I would still say I couldn't have done that though. I think I could get in, I could have gotten a couple points, but I don't know if I could get five or more. But that's interesting that they have to serve it to the corner, so you kind of know where it's coming. It's just a matter of making contact. Yeah, it's, but yeah. So it's basically like tennis in terms of you only have to cover half the court because for the serve at least for the serve. Yeah, returning is a different aspect now. Exactly. Um. Also, eyewear is highly recommended but not mandatory. So if you didn't want to, you didn't have to. You don't have to, but uh, I remember my good friend Brandon Noel, if he ever hears this podcast and wants to leave a voice message about the story, it'll take about 10 minutes for him to tell it, but about the time how he decided not to wear eye goggles during racquetball and had to go to the hospital because he hit himself in the eye. The yeah, no, it, it, can, it can be bad. <laughs> yeah. So I always wear eye goggles. Uh it's just smart, you know. I'm not smart in a lot of things, but that made sense to me. So, and that's do you got any more squash, or otherwise, are we ready to? One sec, I'm looking at the serving rules. You only get one serve attempt, so no faulting. Because, yeah, like I said, this is this is big. Because if you don't hit a good serve, your opponent wins right away or gets the point right away. Yeah. If you serve and win consecutive points. Then you all, then you alternate. So yeah, you serve till you lose it. So basically, if you get the point, you serve. If the other person gets the point, they serve. They serve. So it's not like a certain number of like in uh, tennis. Correct. Oh, we're about we're almost the number thirty of the Royal Rumble here already. Look at that Entry. though. You learn something new every day. I can turn my brain off. I don't have to work anymore. Exactly. We gotta play. Maybe we gotta play some squash sometime. For the I could have done that video series, you know? I agree. Maybe not against Babson College or Clark University right away. We'll, we'll focus on just toning our skills as squash players. But also something to note with squash that I'm seeing here. You could, depending on how good your acting skills are, <laughs> if you were ready to hit the ball, but your opponent was blocking the front wall or your swing path, you win the point outright. So you could theoretically say, bro, you were in my way and win the point. I would think there's a referee though for oh, I, but I'll exactly I'm sure there is or yeah. I'm just saying there, there's that aspect in terms of if you sell it hard enough you could you could get a, a cheap point here and there <laughs> so, so you're, again, you're relying on that for one point you think I'm saying I, I could be like dude I could easily hit that when in reality I couldn't have hit that but it's, it's food for thought it is interesting how the squash players have to move around in that little space you know 
So I'm saying I, I could I, I could finagle. Could finagle. I could. So you're 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 t- basically telling Charlie Renner that he struggled. And he should have done. He better. wasn't acting enough. Wasn't acting enough. Wasn't. Nope. We are. We still don't know how good these Babson players are. Babson College. Why don't I actually look real quick at Babson College's overall record as a squash team? They play. Oh, it's in the Ivy Leagues. Uh, I don't know if it's an Ivy League. Oh no, no, these are just all. A lot of Ivy League schools, like Harvard, is seventeen and zero. Babson would be out of the. There are a ton of teams. They only rank the top fifty-eight. I don't understand that. Babson is not ranked, but they are one and zero. They've good start uh, to the season, kind of like our Red Wing football high school team in twenty thirteen. Exactly one and zero, seven straight, eight straight. Or like our sophomore year basketball team when we won like what our first twelve or thirteen games and then proceeded to win one out of like our next fourteen <laughs> or fifteen after that. It was Great a tough times. tough end of the year. And Triple H is just going to town on this guy on the Royal Rumble of two thousand eight in Madison Square Garden. And we're gonna move on now to the final event, which is bold predictions. All right, now it's time for bold predictions. We say ah, all right, now it's time for bull predictions. Bull predictions are basically picking an obscure event. We say obscure sometimes. It's not. Most of the time it is. Uh, event that takes place in the past week or upcoming week. And this past week, we chose between the Denver Pioneers and Omaha Mavericks. The two teams were both 1-11 in conference play heading into the Friday and Saturday back-to-back matchups. Uh, we also picked a backup one just in case, which was UTEP over or UTEP versus Charlotte, in case Omaha and Denver got canceled because of COVID-19 reasons. Uh, but the game went on. We'll just re- recap the UTEP and Charlotte one. Good thing we didn't go to that one, Andy, because UTEP handled Charlotte 70-47. to 47. You would have lost that one, and I would have gone two up. But Andy and I both picked Denver to win 72-60 to 60 for me, and Andy you did the prices right. Price is right. Prices right, right, yeah. 72-59. to 59. So, we picked the Saturday night game. Omaha beat Denver on Friday, 80-76. to 76 to, uh, And this was at Denver. Well, it was deja vu on Saturday night as De- Omaha won once again, 80-76 to 76 wow. against Denver. So, uh, we both got that one wrong. I still remain one up in terms of on the bull prediction side. So, Andy, I don't... Uh, your price is right thing didn't work out for you. Good, Good strategy, tra- though. Good strategy. I'm not mad about it. It didn't work out. But you are in charge of this week's bold prediction. So what do you have for us? So this, kind of like last week, it could be the same thing where neither of us get a point, depending on what we pick. So okay. I mentioned a – I could have done that last week, bull riding. We're going back to bull riding for our bold prediction this week. Let me make sure that I get the event right. So this, let's see, schedule. The PBR built for tough invitational. I believe, yeah. Well, this one, that was last week, correct. But this week, on March 5th and 6th, it's the Abilene PBR. Yeah, bull riding. Sorry. <laughs> bull, uh, yeah, professional bull riding. The Abilene, no, Abilene. I'm going to say Abilene. Professional bull riding event so this 
PBR built for tough invitational. That's results from that. Correct. And then that was last week. Yeah. We're picking from this other sheet that doesn't say PBR built for tough well, invitational. No, so those are results, but those are going to be the same people that are competing. Okay. I'll try and follow. So yeah, the the results I gave you are from results of last week, but the same people. Those are just for names. Gotcha. So those are the names that we're gonna pick from. I'm guessing. I don't I'm not a big professional bull rider guy, but I'm guessing these same people compete because it's kind of a team aspect and the teams are the same. So what what we're gonna do is we're each gonna pick five of the fifty riders. And I think I cut you off. There's two at the bottom that you missed. Cut me off. There's only like twenty-four riders on here. <laughs> what kind of what kind of well, nonsense is this? Fifty well, riders, and I've got. I'm 24. just trying to I'm just trying to rig this so I win. <laughs> what is going on? All right, you sent me a link. Yeah, pull pull up the link. That'll I better, help. I better pull that up. I'll explain it. See the link you sent me. I got really excited, and I still am. But the link you sent me was the bulls, and I was getting like, look at this guy's name, Whoopa. Smooth operator. I know there would have been some good ones, but I didn't know how the bulls worked. I know different bulls use different riders. Juju riding solo, Diddy Wa Diddy. Then you have Marquise Metal works Coriolis effect. Cor- Coriolis effect. That's his name. Coriolis. Coriolis. Thank you. And then you have Mister Right that's now. That's the rotation of the Earth spinning. And it's a bull whose name is Marquise Metal. Works Coriolis effect. So I was super excited about the Bulls. I'm still excited, but you got to, I need to. You should just be able to go to, um, just go to standings. This is all, this is all just the Bulls. At the top there. Yeah. Just go to writer standings. At the top. Standings. All right. Cooper Davis is the top one. Correct. Yep. All right, so I we got 50 now. Okay, I can actually legitimately compete in this instead of this 20-person name you gave me. Yeah, my bad. My bad. So hopefully in the future, I'll figure out how the bulls work. Like I said, I know that they switch bulls, but I didn't know. I, I didn't want to not have an answer for us. But next time, we'll try to figure it out, and that could be a potential new bold prediction. All righty. So what we're going to do at the Abilene invitational this weekend march 5th and 6th we're each going to pick five riders so that's total of 10 and i figured we can just kind of snake it like we did for the nascar um you can be any predictions but we can only pick two from the top 10 and then it's only we can only pick two from the top 10 and then after that just any anything goes no other ramifications or specifications so yeah, so how we're going to score it is usually, based off of my research, you get points for being in the top seven. So let's say I pick a guy and he gets first place. He'll get seven points. If you get second place, you'd get six points and all the way down. So the higher you score, the more points you get, and whoever has the most points wins. So basically, we're just trying to get guys that'll finish in the top seven the top seven positions will have a point value. Whoever has more points will win. So technically, you could guess three in the top seven, and I could guess the very first guy, and I would still win because I'd have more points. So we're adding all five points up. Yes. Well, not f- well. so we're adding all five riders up, but 
we're just trying only the top seven count. So if neither of us get if ne, ne if neither of us pick riders that end in the top seven, it's a zero. So you're taking guy. the top whoever finishes the best. Yes. Not like a if I had three out of the seven, and you only had one. Since my three guys' scores add up higher than yours, that doesn't matter. No, that would. But if they don't add up higher, then I still win. Okay, gotcha. Yes. So if they don't score in the top seven or place in the top seven, they get no points. If they end up in seventh place, that's one point. Sixth place, two points. All the way up to first point. First place is seven points. So I believe I picked first for the NASCAR. So I will let you pick first, and then we will snake it until we each get five bull riders on our roster. All righty. Let's see. There was a guy. I'm trying to look for his name. He apparently was moving up in the standings who was featured on Snapchat. They have a Snapchat bull riding um, thing on their stories. So I'm going to go with, well, it looks like you can see over here competitions. It looks like not all of them compete in the same event. It is so, a little tricky, but I'm 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 hoping that all the people we pick. So, okay, let's let me ask you this. So if if let's say I pick five, obviously we're both picking five. So let's say four out of my five compete. Does that mean you get you'll eliminate like your worst score or something that one, or is that just a risk you take? The risk you got to take. Hmm. It all goes into the scouting report. And you don't have a link of the riders that are competing <laughs> in the event that you're not sharing with me. No, I do not. Okay. Okay, just had to ask. All right. With my first overall pick in the, what's the event called again? The Abilene Pro Bull Riding. That's Abilene Pro Bull Riding. All right, with the first overall pick in the Abilene Pro Bull Riding event, I am going to go with Junior Patrick Souza from Brazil. Just a lot of good guys, a lot of guys from Brazil. It's based it's a lot of Brazil, Brazilians and us or uh, Americans, a few Australians. Guy from Guatemala, um, but I'm gonna go with the guy from Brazil. So I'm gonna go with Junior. He's the second overall. Looks like place. I didn't go with the first one. I thought that'd be cheating, but you'll probably go with it. I'm not. I'm gonna go with my because just because I remember I shouted him out last week. I'm going. KQ or KQ Pacheco, also from Brazil. That that, actually, that's kind of interesting that I didn't know bull riding was a big thing in Brazil. Yeah, there's there's a lot of guys. I think they used to have there used to be a rider. And he might still be in there, but like one of the best ones when we were growing up was from Brazil. I did not know that. Um, that's another thing we learned new. Exactly. So let's see. I'm going to go with, ooh, we even got buck-offs category here in events. Let's see, competitions. No, I don't want that. I want, ah, there we go. Events. Let's go with, with the second overall pick. We can only pick two out of the top ten, correct? Correct, just two. Hmm. This guy gets bucked off a lot, but he's... You know, I'm going to go with this guy. No, not that guy. This guy, just because the name sounds very familiar, and he might have been the guy that was r moving up in the ranks. 
20 years old. Going with Colton Fritzlin from United States of America. Good old US of A. Colton Fritzland. He is ranked, he's sixth right now in the place in standings. And I'm going to go here. I'm going to take the 11th overall guy, kind of some strategy, because then I get the best out of the top 10. So I'm going to go Keyshawn Whitehorse. And also, Whitehorse has an animal in his name. Is he riding the right animal, though? No, but they do do uh, bronco bucking competitions. They do. Yep. So horse, bronco, somewhat the same. That's what I'm going with. My boy Keyshawn Whitehorse. All righty. So now it's a matter of picking guys out of the top. The next 50. Let's go with with the fifth overall pick in the Albaline Pro Bowl riding event. I'm going to go down under to... Where is this event at, though? Where's Adeline at? Abilene. Abilene. Because traveling from Australia, maybe not the best idea, actually. It is in Texas. It's a long flight. Is he in America for this stuff? I actually don't. Well, you would think so if he's got. Yeah, they're, I'm sure he is. Because he only has two buck-offs. Only two. But he's only played. He's only been in nine outs. Hmm. I got to go. I got to stick with it. Go with my guy from down under, Brady Fielder. I like it. I'm going to go with Taylor Toves for my – he's the eighth overall guy. Or did you pick him? Nope. Taylor Toves. Okay. And Two then more each. I'm going to go with Silvano Alves from Brazil, 14th. Overall. Okay, okay. Ninth pick overall in our... No, seventh. I'm going to go one more pick. That's somewhat reasonable. Then I'm going to go for a complete dark horse. Okay. I'm going Rafael Henrique Dos Santos. Mouthful of a name, but he's going to come through. And one more each, and then we're done. I got to go with my name, Lucas Divino from Brazil. No other explanation but that. Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to go Kurt Shepard. I'm hungry, so I see Shepard. I'm thinking Shepard's pie. (laughs) That's how we're going to do it. And there you have it. We each have our predictions. Luke has them down in writing, so we won't forget. Um, is there an appeal process if I lose this bold prediction because of some random reason why I lose? Because you gave me the, you didn't give me the full list of names. You probably have a link of who's actually competing in the event, so you're picking from that list and not the list I was picking from. Is there? There isn't a, a very long appeal process that you have okay. to take up with my attorney, but okay, it's it's available for you if you want to. 
We uh we finished the 2008 Royal Rumble while watching uh recording this podcast. The 2017 Royal Rumble, which we'll start with next time, is playing right now. You can watch all the Royal Rumbles on the WWE channel on YouTube, by the way. Uh, let's see. Any, any signing off words, Andy? Uh, none for me. None for you? You never have any. I don't. I use all my brain power for this awesome podcast. Gotcha. That's 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 a good way to put it. If you heard a buzzing in the background, that'd be Andy's phone. You would think he'd learn to turn it on silent during recordings, but he didn't. So I'm just very popular. He is. He's very popular. So my signing wa- words, uh, wards, words. What is a ward? I, uh, you want to Google it real quick? You are you you do get the good background history. Of I'm a fact checker like none other. You are. So you're googling what a ward is, right? Well, a ward is a like a separate room, but it could also mean an administrative division of a city or a borough that typically elects and it's not too much, too complicated. <laughs> you didn't want to stumble on your words I like was I on did. A roll and then a separate room. Gotcha. Well, thank you guys for listening. You're dismissed. Ha, ha, ha.